Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. I am your host, Tilly Storm. And for those of you that don't know me, I am a holistic sex and intimacy coach. And today I have a guest, Jordan Hakes, who is the uh, producer of the podcast, The Horny Housewife. I know amazing name. When I saw the name, I was like, oh, I got to go research this chick because this is basically what so many of my gals that listen to my podcast want to be like her. They want to have more desire. They want to feel horny again. They want to want sex, right? So of course I had to go check her out and find out if she would be on my podcast to talk to us about women who have high desire and who actually want it more than their partners do, because this is a very common thing that we see in sexuality is that mismatched libido, someone has it, wants it more than the other. And it's often very taboo when it's the woman who wants it more than the other. And not only is this what a lot of my gals aspire to experience as actually having desire, but it's also something that a lot of the gals listening in experience themselves and they don't know quite what to do with it. So in this episode, you're going to learn the common insecurities of women who have higher sex drives than their partner and how to deal with it. You're going to learn tips for overcoming dead bedroom syndrome, aka sex-starved relationships, when you want it more than your partner does and you're not having it because it's become an elephant in the room for so long. Neither of you are breaking the ice. You're going to learn about the erotic languages for giving words to express your turn-ons, and you're going to learn the importance of planning erotic date nights with your partner. So Jordan, again, she is the host of the Horny Housewife podcast. So this podcast is totally raw, unfiltered, a bit salacious, discussing all things sex, the realities of marriage, and answering your burning questions while always protecting anonymity. So she talks a lot about mismatched libidos, the male G-spot, backdoor entry, the how-tos for both men and women. No topic is off limits on her podcast. Go check it out if it interests you and if you vibe with Jordan. I think she's awesome. So without further ado, here is your episode, ladies. This is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama, the podcast for high-achieving moms to have sex worth putting the energy in for. I'm Tilly Storm, a holistic sex and intimacy coach, and it's my mission to help you want to want sex again, to have better orgasms, and to feel confident and sexy so you experience more pleasure in the bedroom and beyond. Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, loves. Today we have Jordan from the Horny Housewife podcast. Hey, Jordan. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. I love the name of your podcast. And I just have to ask you, why the hell did you start a podcast and call it the Horny Housewife? The <laughs> Please name, share. Yeah. The name gets me a lot of shit. Am I, am I allowed to say bad words first? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. The name gives me that. Yeah. I get a lot of crap for the name. Uh, I like alliteration. So H and H the horny housewife, my husband actually came up with it or he was the one that said it. I was like, what should I call my podcast? Cause I told him I wanted to start a podcast and he's like the horny housewife. And I think he did not think that I would be like, yes. And I was like, yes. So I loved it. And it's very fitting because, and I will say today I struggle with, did I make a bad choice? using the word housewife. Like, did I make a certain demographic shut down because I chose the word housewife? Because I mean, I'm a working woman and, but I mean, I, 
there's a part of the housewife title I have no problem with, but maybe some other people that can find that a triggering word. I guess I shouldn't really give a fuck because I'm not for everybody. Right. There's right. some people will love some people will hate, but anyone can enjoy it. It's ironic. Most of my audience is men. So couples, men, women, you don't have to be just a housewife. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. When I first came across your podcast, I was like, I bet a lot of men listen to this. <laughs> horny. The word horny is yep. they're like, fuck the rest of it. I just see horny. And then they're like, where's your only fans? I'm like, there's never going to be an only fans. It's just a ah. podcast. And because the word horny's in it, it's like part of their brain shuts down and they can <laughs> think with this portion. <laughs> yep. It's so funny. Okay. Well, tell me why you started the podcast. What was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to start a sex podcast. Are you a sex coach or what do you do? Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert. I started the podcast. What, what year was it? It's been over like 18 months. So January, 2021 was when it went, like I launched it. So I think just, we were all like collectively, we were coming off or like in this pandemic. Right. And the world was just different. And I had just lost my mom. Um, she died in 2019, super unexpectedly. She wasn't sick. It was, it was a very tragic thing for our family and for me. And I think it fucked me up. And I just, I view life very differently now that I've lost her. And I just didn't want, I wanted to do, I want to do everything that I desire while on this earth. Like I find no reason why I shouldn't try to pursue everything that I want to do. And so I spent a lot of time like smashing these limiting beliefs that I had in my head around what I'm capable of, what I can do, what I can't do thoughts of like, oh, well, you know, I can't be a, a wife and a mom and be the type of wife and mother that I want to be and like pursue the things I love. And that is a lie. Like that is not true. And so I am passionate about sex and relationships. I'm a Libra sun, Scorpio moon. I don't know if you know, you know, and I was like, I've been manifesting, getting paid to talk for a long time. I've been trying to make that happen. And it kind of all just organically came together where like, oh, I could, a podcast, I can talk. And I knew I had a lot of stories to tell. I still do have a lot of stories to tell, but come like episode five or six, I was like, do I really want to like tell all the ugliest, darkest, craziest shit about me for free? Like, I'm not getting paid to do this. Like, <laughs> like I'm just putting it out there. So it kind of organically evolved into something totally different where people were writing in the community was growing and asking questions. And then those would inspire like topics or, you know, more listener questions. So it kind of just evolved into what it is now. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> that was a lot. I just word vomited to you. No, it's all good. I love it. Yeah. Did okay, I even answer so the question? Okay. Yeah. How did, why did I start it? <laughs> mm, yeah. Why did you start it? It just, I wanted, I needed more than being a, a wife and a mother. I needed something that was Jordan. And we were blessed enough to be in a situation where I don't like have to go find a job, but it was like, I was able to find what do I like to do? And that was really easy. And my husband's been incredibly supportive. So I know that some people are like, 
does your husband know that? And it's like, it's not as raunchy. I know the titles of the episodes are just raunchy, but it's clickbait. Okay. It's clickbaity and click it and then see if I hold your attention, you know? Yeah, I know. And this is partly why I love you. And I love your vibe because I, you said the word right there, raunchy. There's this side to my sexuality that I feel doesn't get expressed very much, but it's that, that raunchy, dirty, like, Ooh, yes. And then we don't get to, get when it I, I know. And then when I heard you talk about it, I'm like, yes, this is like the epitome of what so many of my clients who just, they're in the good girl thing. They're in the people pleaser thing. And then there's like, ah, you know, I can't be that crazy or that sexual or anal orgasms. What third orgasms? What, you know? And it was just like beyond their ability to comprehend, but I'm like, no, this chick gets it. I want to talk to her. Yeah. And the best part, <laughs> that's why it's so cool about having a podcast because I love being alone by myself with the, the microphone. Cause I can just be completely authentic. That's why I think people do fall in love with shows and podcast hosts because they just get this really raw version of that person. Like you get to express whatever side you want, but it's weird. Like if you and I were to go to a restaurant or to go out one night, you know, like you don't just feel, I don't know about how you feel, but usually I'm comfortable pretty quick, but there definitely is like you walk up to a new group of women. It's hard to just like this, like you and I are doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And part of what probably I, you know, I don't even know you guys, uh, all of you that listen to my podcast, what kind of flavor you find me in, but I assume it's probably around the energetic, the spiritual, the essential, um, more of that type of stuff because I'm super into that thing, but yeah, like, I love how just out there and open you are about all the topics you discuss on your podcast. It's beautiful. And I'm really interested in hearing for our listeners here. You are the horny housewife. Okay. You're like what they all freaking want. So, so many of these women that are listening to you right now, they lack sexual desire. They want to want sex so bad. They feel ashamed and guilty and that they're not giving their partner what they think they want or deserve. Um, what would you say to them? Like what sort of advice? So many things are popping in my mind. Yeah. So I will say first off, when you say like so many women and I get asked this, like, Oh, I wish I had that drive. Like, I just don't have that, that drive in me. You say to do this, but I don't feel any drive to do so. It's like, hmm, you know, like I don't really need it. They're saying, and, uh, cause I know some women feel sex starved. Some women feel neglected, but there are some women that are like, I feel completely content, like almost asexual. They tell me like, they just don't feel anything. And I do think, unfortunately it has to do with personalities too. And like, I have a chronic personality, if you will, I'm very black or white. I'm manic depressive. I am a person who I struggle with my feelings sometimes, you know, just, I go to therapy, I work on myself. I have a lot of self-awareness, but having a really high sex drive, which I would say I, I am hypersexual can be a blessing and a curse. It's not 
It doesn't, it's not all like, oh yes, she's just in the mood all the time because I promise all the husbands that are just like drooling all the time for their wives and their wives are like, like, I promise you that little chase concept is there too. Like he wants her even more because she's not just like available 24 seven legs wide open. So, you know, men like being in the primal way of speaking it, it feels like for me, sometimes the chase doesn't feel there because I feel like so available to my husband. So to me, I'm like, oh, I'm that must not be attractive. Like I get very insecure sometimes or in my head or feel like abnormal or feel like, I don't know, alone or isolated in this feeling. So but sometimes it can also feel like a blessing because people think, oh, well, your husband must be so, so lucky. And it's like, yeah, I guess you could look at it like that, but it's also like, doesn't take away from all the like normal problems that we have and all the shit and issues around sex that we have too, that might just look different from another couple. But if any woman was trying to get her sexy back or like wishing she could change the way she felt, I think a lot of women ignore their hormones and find out what's really, really going on. And you could take, if you don't want to go the Western medicine approach and you wanted to go a holistic approach, either way, like just getting your hormones checked and in line can make a huge, 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 huge difference. And there are maca, you know what maca root is? Yeah, I take it. That I was like, that I think is a great helper more for women and me- than men. But I think that like all the supplements and getting your hormones checked aside if you have like a deep underlying resentment or you don't feel worthy of pleasure, those things are going to like fuck it up for you until you do that work. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I love how you pointed out that just because you have a high sex drive doesn't mean you don't have problems. Honey, right there with you. It's so funny because I help women one-to-one sex. I never personally struggled with that. I've always been a higher desire partner in every relationship I've ever had. And I feel so much similar as, as you like that, that doesn't mean there are problems. There aren't, there's not like there are issues. And sometimes you have that insecurity of like, Oh my God, is my sexuality really too much for my partner? Can they really not handle all of me? Or will like I ever be able to fully express it? Like, or yep. Yeah. Those questions. Or I, I feel like he's like, we've had sex prop like and I hate comparing and people like how much they do how much they do because everyone's lives are so different and what they do and what kind of jobs they have and how often they see each other but if my husband's asleep and I'm like wanted him to be up and to have sex with him and I'm like I feel rejected like wanting to wake him up and he's asleep I'm like gosh I bet any other person would love to wake up and fuck me and it's like those bad destructive thoughts are don't serve me or my marriage but I mean I'm just a human too. And I want to feel wanted and desired. And sometimes when you have the higher drive than your spouse, you can have that feeling of like, Oh, I'm the, always the one wanting it. Yeah. And, and it makes it difficult to feel that sense of being desired by our partner because you, my, my partner is always like, well, you never give me a chance to desire you. And I'm like, but I always want you. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's, it's difficult to reconcile and being the woman with a higher desire, there's like a stigma to it, you know, and, it, and 
I think that people who are listening, they're like, oh my God, I wish I had the desire that Tilly has or Jordan has, you know, that doesn't mean it doesn't come with its own set of situations and issues. So like, be careful what you wish for. (laughs) 100%. And it's great that we're like talking about it and breaking the stigma because so many women who feel like us, they feel alone because they don't feel like anyone can identify because most of the time you always hear about the guy being just ready to go at all times, which that makes me feel bad for men because there's plenty of men that are like, no, I am. They have problems, you know, in the bedroom in whichever way, and they're afraid to talk about it. So it's always good to have conversations about sex because there's so much to normalize that porn doesn't show you. Oh, good Lord. So much. <laughs> that's, that's all fake stuff anyway. All right, my love. Well, tell me about dead bedroom. Oh, the situations. Dead well, yeah. how I found. Okay. Well, so if someone's listening that doesn't know what a dead bedroom is, it's someone who's not having sex. Like their bedroom is deceased. Their bedroom is deceased. And I found this concept on Reddit. So have you ever read the dead bedroom forums? I have not, but Reddit is a very interesting <laughs> place. Reddit is very interesting. Wait, I, I just have to say something real quick about Reddit that I saw yesterday. I just found the craziest form called Grow Your Clit. And it's about these women who put testosterone cream on their clitorises to make it grow to look like APS. <gasps> there are 29,000 people in this form. I could not believe it. Oh my God. Oh my, wait, they put testosterone cream. I wonder who was the first person that did that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but I was a bit mortified when I read it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Our clits get erect. They do. Yeah. And it's full of before and after pictures. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Now, unfortunately, I am obligated. You have to go check it. Yeah. I'm obligated to go look. Well, while you're looking up dead bedrooms, now we have to, what is this called again? Grow your clit. Grow your clit. Isn't it awesome? We can say whatever we want on a podcast or like on social media, like you cannot say. Right. This is why we do a podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell me about this this one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The, the majority, it surprised me were women were writing in, like talking about, it's really sad. Like sometimes I feel like really sad for them reading. Just, they just want their husband so, 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 so bad. And they're just not seen brushed off excuse after excuse. And when I was younger, I would always think that that meant they were cheating on them, like 10 out of 10. And now I think it means they're cheating on them seven out of 10. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. I think that, what do you think? Do you always think they're being a piece of shit? Not always. No. But if you're married 20 something years and you haven't, or like married, there's some 10 years and you haven't touched each other in years and years. Like, what is that? That's a dead bedroom. Right. Yeah. And I think the clinical definition of like a sexless marriage is like, you only have sex um, three times a year or yeah. so you're still something, actually having it, but, it's, lines. but yeah, sexual yeah. neglect can be classified as anything that where one partner starts to feel sex starved. So there's really not a time on it. 
which I know some men are going to laugh and be like two days. But I mean, really, I think that for some people going two weeks without it can be really, really hard for them where some people like that's the total norm and that's not weird at all for them. So I just think it varies on the kind of relationship you have. Yeah. And I do think people that say they have sex like multiple times a day that are married that have kids between the ages of eight and 15 are lying. (laughs) But maybe, but maybe they're not, but I like call bullshit hardcore. Mm, Interesting. Why? Because it's impossible. Like I'm like, how? How with all of these schedules, like where are you fitting it in? And and you're actually in the mood to like be banging it out every day like that. I just can't relate. And I'm a, and I'm a very hypersexual person. I guess if I had a teammate like pushing me in the closet and me getting it out like and we're really intentional about it, but kids, a household and jobs, it's like, really? How are you fitting it in all that? <laughs> I'm just hoping <laughs> when my kids are older, maybe I can go back to that life. <laughs> so are you are you married you have a, or no partner yeah partner and how long have you been with your partner two years two years and am I allowed to ask you on your podcast how's that <laughs> yeah absolutely yes it's great it's different um it's the the I healed all my relationship trauma drama relationship and boom here we are in a grown-ass adult relationship and it's great that's amazing yeah it's the easiest relationship I've ever been in by far and the best um and sexually we've had to work on it so it's interesting Uh, which I've talked about I've talked about that on the podcast several times yeah it was one of those things where we definitely do have mismatched libido Uh, So I definitely understand that struggle and he's more of a sensual energetic blueprint, erotic blueprints. I don't know if you know about this and I'm more of a sexual, but I'm also energetic. So we've had to do a lot of work on that to find. So how does a person find their blueprint? You go take Jaya's quiz. Okay. And like, I'm (laughs) going to get on Google after this. Okay. Yeah. Jaya. Uh, the, she's a world famous sex educator, but she, she's on Netflix's sex loving group recently. And, um, yeah, she has millions of people on her email list who take our quiz, whatever, but no, it's a great framework to be able to talk to your partner about what you want and like, and don't like, and things that turn you on things that don't turn you on. It's kind of like the five love languages for your sex life. That's what I like to call it. Oh my gosh. Really helpful. I'm learning something amazing. Okay. That sounds incredibly (laughs) helpful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We, we go over it in all our programs to help give language to something that most couples don't have language for. Um, so yeah, super helpful with that because if you have someone who is very energetically inclined around their sexuality, uh, a lot of times that means that they, that take it or leave it penis and vagina sex, probably not that important to them. Um, whereas someone who's sexually wired is going to be like all about the genital simulation. The touch is more goal oriented. Uh, if you have someone that's more sensually inclined, then they're going to 
be really sensitive to everything that's happening in their environment. If the bedroom's not quite right, if there's dirty clothes on the floor, they're going to be like immediately turned off. <laughs> if you're kinky, a kinky is another one. Some people are just super kinky inclined and that's how their turn on is through either anything that feels taboo for them or the play of dominance and submission. And then there's a shapeshifter, which is a little bit of all of them. So shapeshifter. Yeah, I know. I've definitely stepped into more. And the, the whole point of it is to like start to increase your ability to be turned on and to give pleasure in all of the ways, right? Yeah. Because then that makes you a more well-versed lover yes. and you have the sexual skills to please anyone and to receive pleasure in any way. So the more sexuality work that I've done, the more I've been like, oh, I get I now have access to all of these four types of turn on, whereas before there definitely was not access. You were limited. To, yeah. Especially the sensual blueprint, like that kind of stuff. Didn't give a shit about, didn't give a shit about kinky stuff. But now those things I'm like, Oh, I can go there. I can play in this, you know, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. And yeah, then learning cool. and understanding his, because, you know, if you're a couple with someone, you have to like, co understand right and have understanding for one another that and that allows you to have a deeper understanding of what they're like so you said you're sexual he's sensual mm-hmm. yeah and that's it's actually for most couples it's the opposite because there are a lot more men that are sexual a lot more women that are sensual yes and so when you feel like and i feel i felt like that because i feel like i have a mismatched libido situation for sure uh, that it feel, you feel like it almost puts you in this masculine, you know, yeah. because mm-hmm. of just how society has instilled in us, how it, sh- it is across the board. And I don't know, something about that kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, they call it, and each of the blueprints serves a sexual shadow. And, you know, part of the sexual is that for us, sex often is goal oriented. It's all about the orgasm. It's all about climax. Yeah. And the shadow is that the truth is sex is so much more than orgasm. Right. And I talk about this a lot on my podcast, especially the episode I did with one of our clients is called energy sex and how she discovered her energetic blueprint and how her and her partner are both energetic blueprints. Um, But this is so amazing to learn about ourselves is that once we like really heal our sexual shadow and learn how to like drop the goal oriented sex and still honor our blueprint but like it opens us up to new paths of turn on and pleasure so it's awesome that is awesome like I'm super intrigued I want to know more about that that's cool (laughs) yeah okay well tell me more about the the dead bedroom thing how can women Get out I was like, gosh, I think, <laughs> I mean, there are, if I was in their shoes, I haven't, I've been married five years. I've been with them eight years. So, I mean, I haven't been married 15 years. You know what I mean? So I have only spoken from experience in my own relationship and my relationships in the past and talking, I have divorced friends. I have married friends. I have old friends. I have young friends. But I think if it was me in a dead bedroom situation, I don't think I could ever like do the stay for the kids. And I get it because children 
mortgage bills, like your whole life that you have all of this, like high stake stuff, right. Um, they'll have consequences, but at the end of the day, it's like, what are you really showing your children? Like a loveless marriage, you know what I mean? And how you see your parents have a relationship affects you, whether you want it to or not, like it will have an impact on you and your romantic relationships, like your relation, like my relationship with my dad and mom, and also how I viewed their relationship did influence me, like did shape me. And I had to work on all of that on my own, but a dead bedroom, man, that would suck. I'm a crazy bitch. So if it goes too long, like what's too long. Okay. So I don't, <laughs> what's your number, Jordan? What's too long. Seven <laughs> days is too long. Yeah. I, I would Seven say like three, I'm starting to get a little antsy. Irritable. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm getting very irritable after three, five days. I'm like, come the fuck on. This needs to happen. I'm starting to get pissy. And then by seven, I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> we get to by do seven. Now. I'm like, do you want an open yeah. marriage? Right. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're so weird. I'm like, no, I know. I sometimes I'm totally saying just to get a reaction out of him, but seven days is too long. Some people would totally disagree. Some women are like, fuck you. I hate you because that's, <laughs> it would be like, no way. But these people, dead bedrooms, they're not having sex for months, if not years. Like I know, and I know men, and I don't know if they're lying to me, but I get a lot of DMS. And some are men saying that they haven't been in years, but they've never strained. They've never cheated. I hope that's true, but I can't personally imagine sitting in a situation where I felt unloved or like my physical needs were not a priority. Like I would leave that relationship. Yeah, I would too. Because I'm a karma girl. So I can't like live the double life. It's just not me. And I, totally believe what I reap is what I sow. And if I go find some married man, that's how I'm going to lose that married. You know what I mean? Like I'm not homewrecker style. So many people cheat and it's like a total norm. Like it really, like it is normal to cheat. Now I feel like people all know that and say, I think that, but they don't say it, but a lot of people cheat a lot. Yeah. It, it, It sucks, but it's so, and it's, that is like a fear. Like I have that insecurity, like are, are all men shit? I don't think so. I think that there are, t- anybody could cheat. Anybody could get in the position to cheat, but there's like a cheater personality. And then there's a not cheater personality. Like there are serial cheaters for sure. And that's some void they have, but I think dead bedrooms, either one person's doing something on the side or they're staying like, you know, a lot of men say it's too expensive to get the divorce. It's cheaper to stay. A lot of women like their lives. Just so many reasons why they stay in the situation. I know people that have been married for a long time and they both do their own thing and they like don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Yeah. She does what she wants. He does what he wants. Um, I don't have any desire to have a relationship like that. Me personally. Right. So how do you address the elephant in the room? I think, I think you have to have hard conversations. Like a lot of questions I get are men going, I want more sex and I don't know how to go about this. Or one person, whether either partner comes and says, how do I talk to my spouse 
about needing more sex. Like I'm unfulfilled. I'm starting to get a wandering eye. I think that you have to tell them and hurt their feelings. Like that conversation needs to happen and hurting their feelings in that moment is a lot better than people always trying to protect each other's feelings and tiptoe and like dance around it. Like I am not a passive aggressive person. I need to be like told and like, here it is. And it might sting kind of, but like now we have it out here and we can deal with it, which for sensitive people, that is hard sometimes. But I think whoever needs that knows their spouse. They know the person they married so they can know how to sit them down. And maybe it's hard, but intimacy doesn't always like feel warm and fuzzy and lovey and close. Intimacy can be really uncomfortable and awkward and hard, but you have got to tell them and say, I miss this. I need this. I'm asking you for this. I want to learn you more. I want you to learn me more. Like if you don't know your spouse's love language, like just telling them that it's a priority for you because so many men are like, I tell her I want more sex. And she's like, you're a fucking pig. Like, can't you see like that? I'm not in the mood. I'm not just a body. And so I think that men need to know how their wife feels loved, like what her love language is and make sure she's feeling seen and heard. And if you have this need that's not being met, like look and see, does, does she have any needs that aren't being met from you and like, see your part in the situation. And that will bring you closer together. And then dating your spouse, like you have to date one another and be intentional or else like, just like I said, it's impossible. How do they have sex every day? Because if you just get caught up in autopilot, romance dates, like all that stuff just kind of like accidentally gets pushed in the back seat because of life. So you have to plan it. So true. Yeah. Gotta plan the, gotta have that weekly date night. I always say that. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't weekly, like bi-weekly or even date night in or plan uh, erotic play dates where like, you're going to have dinner and then you go upstairs and you're going to spend time in foreplay. I always say this in my podcast that women are crockpots and men are microwaves. That's totally a generalization. Some women are microwaves. I can be one for sure. But a lot of women, generally speaking, appreciate foreplay. And there is the orgasm gap, right? Men come, they say a healthy, average, sober, like not under the influence of anything, 35 year old male, seven, eight minutes of penetration is going to cut a girl. It's like 18. It's like, there is this gap, but I know some women can come much quicker. If we're doing it ourselves, we come in like two seconds. Some, not all, some, not all, but there definitely can be more time. And once like guys like slow down, slow the fuck down, then it goes so much better. Like they'll get to experience more instead of just the one, two go, you know? Yeah. Which is like what I, what I'm going back to about the shadow side of the sexual erotically wired people out there, because most men aren't sexually wired or kinky and most women are sensual or energetics and you sexually wired people, you really get to get out of that and it's the sad thing is, is that our sensuals and energetics, because we only portray in society how the sexual blueprint works. So we all expect ourselves to get there so much quicker than our bodies are capable of doing. 
So there's also this like mind fuck because we have a certain expectation that our bodies should be, that we should be able to come as quickly as possible. I can't tell you how many women I talk to. They're like, I just want to be able to come quicker. I want it to be easier. And I'm like, honey, that doesn't get to be your goal here. I'm like, okay. what? And that isn't, and it's no. like, you're almost fucking yourself by even saying that. Right. Exactly. Because there's this underlying expectation to perform, to get to the end goal as quick as possible and forget everything else. The intimacy, the connection, like where the fuck is that in your desires and goals, right? Like the quality of the experience, where the fuck is that? Now, if you've been going on it for 45 minutes and you're still struggling, yeah, let's talk, right? But <laughs> like, if you're talking like, oh, I want to be able to come in five minutes like he does. No, 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 no. He needs to slow the fuck down because you are never going to get to, well, I don't want to say never, but unlikely that you're going to get to that just and because why? women- I don't even know why you'd want to come like- I want to wait a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Although yeah. I can have like 20, 30 orgasms in one day, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, Please. Yeah. so yeah. yeah. I, and you know, I, for me, that's not an issue, but for so many women it definitely is. And they think that their bodies should be to, should be at it or they should be able to experience something so much quicker than is really even possible for most women. So it's the expectation versus the reality is really off for a lot of people because of porn and the way that sexuality is portrayed in society. So, yeah. Yep. 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 And like, once you have that anxiety or like, you know, anxiety in the bedroom, no bueno, being present is the best gift you could give yourself is to be just completely immersed in the presence and fuck the clock. And I think it'll go better as than you think it will. Awesome. All right, my love. Well, tell us where we can find you. And yeah, it's so much wanna... fun talking to you. I learned, I'm going to go learn about the sexual blueprint now. I'm excited. Uh, you can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple podcast, Spotify on Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast and on TikTok at the horny housewife podcast. It's so much fun. Thank you for inviting me on. Chances are, if you hear my voice right now, you might be a woman who struggles with lack of libido or desire, doesn't find sex that fulfilling or satisfying, or that's so busy and in your head that it's really challenging to drop in and actually enjoy sex when it happens. Yes, this podcast is here to help you with that. In each episode, I will be sharing everything I know to help you experience more pleasure in your sex life. But Let's face it, simply obtaining more information isn't going to change anything about your sex life. The thing is, being a high-achieving mom who's already in her head a lot and is strapped for time and energy, more information is not what you need, sweetheart. Alternatively, learning to rewire your body and your brain so you can get out of your head, be in your body, and enjoy yourself is required. If you're really serious and committed to doing the embodiment practices, the somatic and the nervous system reprogramming, so you can experience epic sex in the bedroom and beyond, then I invite you to consider my Centrally Embodied Woman program. This is my signature program to teach and to coach high achieving moms like you. And it's how over 70 women have experienced a massive increase in their sexual desire and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond in less than four months. 
Through the program, you'll get deep, intimate coaching from me for 16 weeks, where I'll be able to personally guide you through your specific sex life and relationship struggles. And you'll also instantly join a sisterhood of other high-level women going through the same things to support you on the journey. On top of that, in addition to all of the coaching, the community, the accountability, the teachings, and the audio-guided embodiment practices and meditations, when you join the Centrally Embodied Woman program, you'll get lifetime access to our member library with new bonus content that we're continually adding in. And by the way, the program does help you to become a multi-orgasmic mama too. So yes, you can rely on just the information I share with you here. And yes, you may get the pleasure education you never got growing up. You may grow the ovaries enough to break the ice with your partner and have a meaningful conversation about your sex life. Or you could take the shortcut and get the support you're going to need right off the bat. So if you're ready to commit to doing what it takes to have epic sex and pleasure in the next four months, then click the link in the show notes and fill out an application for the Centrally Embodied Woman program. And you'll be on your way to joining my magical world of multi-orgasmic motherhood and fast-tracking your journey to a thriving sex life and relationship today. Once again, hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Centrally Embodied Woman, and I'll see you there in the program.